It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Los Angeles Kings 3-2. A fun hockey game, an entertaining hockey game. It's always close with these two teams, and they did not disappoint tonight. The Golden Knights end the losing skid at four games and get back in the win column. It helps us break this one down. We bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And you know what, Dan? Uh, we'll start with goaltending. That was one of the big questions coming into this one. Would Logan Thompson play in a back-to-back situation? He did, and the decision for Bruce Cassidy pays dividends as Logan Thompson has a bounce-back performance. Sure does. And with the support of 34 block shots in front of him, holy Toledo. The Kings finished with 34 shots, another 37 attempts that were blocked, and another 24 attempts that missed. That is well over 80 attempts today. So uh, with all of those attempts, it was a busy night for Logan Thompson. This was not a breeze when you play two games in as many days. You figure, boy, there, there's going to be some sort of fatigue factor there the attrition of just all those minutes on the ice mm-hmm. and maybe that goal at the end was part of that but he survived you could just tell by the body language at the end the relief just ah the exhale and the sagging of the shoulders after exhaling that deep breath you could tell how big this was for logan and bruce cassidy told us that he has expected a better game from logan and that it would be the best thing for the team for logan to be the starter today. With no disrespect to Yuri Patera, he is not as accomplished at this level as Logan Thompson is. The other part of it, Ryan, from my point of view, that Logan was not pleased that he got pulled in Carolina, not pleased with his performance, but no goaltender likes to get pulled. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if there was something to leaving Logan in the game against the Ducks last time out when, you know, you take him out, then he's not happy to have been pulled in consecutive starts. And then you also think about what are the ramifications of the next game. Okay, maybe he starts today, but he's still thinking about getting pulled the night before. But by leaving him in and allowing the team to kind of get in there with him, now they, the whole team managed to get back into it before losing 5-2. And today the team was with him from the start. And then you don't know about Aiden Hill's health. Mm. It's very possible that Logan Thompson will get the start in the outdoor game on Monday. And who knows how many more starts he might have to make. Point is, I wonder if not only starting Logan, uh, number one, leaving Logan in last night, and then starting Logan again today, also has something to do with the bigger picture about getting his confidence, giving him a chance to get his confidence back to where you would like it to be. And uh, you would certainly believe that given what has happened, uh, you know, that he's given up three goals in five periods, Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's pretty good. you know, the, the way that the team has played in front of him as is, is well. You think a, a player feels that from his teammates. Sometimes a goaltender can feel on an island when he's out there by himself. But you got the feeling today that the group was out there not only to win the game, but out there to win it for Logan. Yeah, I, I think getting Logan kind of dialed in is really what the Golden Knights need to do. So I understood Bruce Cassidy's thought process going into last night's game and certainly into tonight's game. And, and that, you know, to me is, is one of the things that you look at tonight. The execution for the Golden Knights in the first period was exactly what you wanted to see in response to how they started last night's game against the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, puck support was certainly there. They, they were taking their time making their plays. Um, 
is what you saw tonight more like what you expected to see last night? Uh, I, I would say to a degree. I think that the first period was. You know, the, the Ducks and the Kings play a different kind of a game. I mean, the, the fact that the Knights gave up as many attempts as they did, and you heard Mike Amadio describe the funneling of the puck to the mm-hmm. net and therefore the, the number of blocks that the Knights got, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so different kinds of opponents, so you expect a little bit different of a game. But just the way that Jack Eichel kind of put his foot to the floor. You know, Jack yeah. is so talented, and sometimes when he just, I don't know, becomes possessed or something, <laughs> where he <laughs> puts the foot to the floor and yeah. just uh, you know goes into the beast mode, you know, pick your description, it's fun to, to see that, and you could tell that he had that today. You know, uh, even though the Knights only scored one goal in the first period, I think you felt pretty good about the way that this game was going to go, it, which is not to say that they were going to win the game, but you had a good feeling about the way things were going from the first period, that this was the sort of uh, team performance uh, clo- much closer to what Bruce Cassidy expects from his team. Uh, that, that to me, is the a big thing that Bruce talked about with us on the pregame show. Uh, he thought that they could have been better and should have been better against the Ducks. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone needs to do their jobs, he's, he told us. Um, and that included timely saves. And that's what happened today. Uh, jobs were done even without Ben Hutton for two-thirds of this game mm-hmm. and only five defensemen. <laughs> you know, the final block shot numbers, Ryan, you got, you know, block shots left and right for uh, Zach Whitecloud. And they're continuing to update these numbers, but uh, it, is, uh, it is just off the charts of the block shots today. I think uh, McNabb will be at five. I think Martinez at six. So, as they continue to update those numbers, it'll be interesting to see where the off-ice officials finally land um, because you don't want to give up that many shots. You don't want to have to block that many, back to your original question. But, yeah, the, this was closer to the sort of connected game that I think Bruce Cassidy wanted to see. You know, two players that I think had some jump last night for the Golden Knights, Paul Cotter, Pavel Dorofiev, certainly carried that into tonight's game. Dorofiev with a nice pass to set up Michael Amadio's goal, and then Paul Cotter, uh, just an excellent play to shrug off a defender to get the puck to William Carlson for the eventual game-winning goal. Uh, what's it say about the the evolution of both of the, their games, Pavel Dorofiev and Paul Cotter? You're right. I think they've been two of the better players mm-hmm. in recent days. Paul was plus one last night. He was the only golden night who was plus one. Worth pointing out that he played 13 and a half minutes, whereas Jack Eichel played almost 23, et cetera, et cetera. You know, actually, I should say Eichel played over 23, almost 24. Mm-hmm. Stone played almost 23, and et cetera, et cetera. Petrangelo played over 23 and was minus three. Point being, um, you know, you get good play in a shorter burst from Connor and Dorothea. They're not going to have the minutes of some of the, the bigger-name guys. What do they do with those minutes? And if they make those minutes count, if they are productive and effective, and those minutes will go up. And when you get Paul Cotter playing with William Carlson and Jonathan Marcheseau, especially in a game where the Knights had no power plays, well, guess what? Paul Cotter's going to play a lot. And he did. He played over 16 minutes today, mm-hmm. which is about three minutes more than he played last game. So uh, I think that that's, uh, as you use the word evolution of those players, Paul has played a lot more NHL games than has Dorofiev. And balancing that physical approach to the offensive touch that he has and then reading his teammates. Sometimes you see a guy who's young and talented who tries to do it himself. But you know that you could be more effective, more successful 
when you understand how your line mates are playing. And everybody knows William Carlson and Jonathan Marshes, so know how to click with each other. <laughs> so for Paul Cotter to get into that equation successfully speaks volumes about where his game is going. And Dorofiev, as we have talked about, he's now played 18 games this year. And with uh, another point, I'm impressed that he has found a way to contribute. The mm-hmm. numbers are not as eye-popping offensively as he had produced in a short stint last year. But I think that you're seeing a more complete game from Pavel where uh, he's in good places at both ends of the ice. If you're Bruce Cassidy, you've got to be pleased with both of those players who are ultimately competing for minutes. I mean, Brett Howden is on the fourth line. William Carrier is out. Fiev on the third line. Connor on the second line. Um, you're going to keep giving them minutes if they keep performing this way. Yeah, you're absolutely right there, Dan. Uh, great stuff, as always, tonight. Enjoy the rest of your night. And the next time you and I chat, it'll be on a field at T-Mobile Park in Seattle. <laughs> Ryan, how many times do you think I'll say T-Mobile Arena on, uh, on Monday? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think as, as a true pro, like I'm setting the, I'm setting the over-under at like two and a half. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll have a little jar. We'll find some change or something and put a nickel <laughs> in the jar every time we say T-Mobile Arena instead of T-Mobile Park. I think I'm just going to say from Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I love it, Dan. Fantastic stuff, as always. Enjoy the rest of your night. Thanks. You too, Ryan. Good night. That's the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 3-2 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights over the Los Angeles Kings. We're back with more on the post-game show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Hey, Bruce. Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. They're a really tough team to chase the game against especially when they get that lead. So how important was it for the psyche of the team to get that first goal and and make them chase you? Well, you're right. They are a different team when they have the lead. They'll wait you out a little longer and and, um, put in a good sort of defensive posture and force you to try to press and make plays, you know, through people, and they're very good at that. That was good for Logan, too, to, to, to get a lead. You know, your goaltender always feels a little better when you get the first goal. So I think in general it's good because of the opponent and our situation. Um, we had a lead in Tampa. It's not like we haven't had the lead in some of this Buffalo, you know. So, But tonight particularly, yes, I, I agree with it. It just makes our life a little bit easier, and, um, and we're able to extend it as well. So and maybe that's why. Because, you know, they open up a little more and, and then you get a few more opportunities to attack. And it was a rush goal, I think, right? Amadio's the second one. So a lot of times you're not getting those opportunities. You probably got to put it behind them because they're back in their posture. So that's one thing that, you know, can't happen. <clears throat> Danny. Danny Webster, Las Vegas Sun. Bruce Logan had said for him it was a, a long, hard month, obviously, with, you know, taking on the load that he did just for him to come back after what happened last night and to have a strong performance. Can you just comment on this game? Tonight? Yeah, well, listen, we, I said it yesterday. We need we need better out of the position recently, and we need to help him out as well, whoever's in there. Um, you know, Hilly's not available. It's predominantly Logan and, you know, Patera. The, and um, give us a chance to win. Our, our guys will play hard in front of whoever's in there. I mean, what did we block? 30-some shots tonight. We're down a D. Um so we're going to do our part there, and we just want the goaltender not to doesn't have to win us games, right? Every once in a while it happens. I just don't want to, you know, them to lose games, right? You know, we got a pretty good team, pretty veteran group. We can score. 
Uh, special teams are solid, so just you know, give us a chance. You know, timely saves, and we got those. Got a big one off Kopitar, I think, in the second period. Um, didn't need a lot of them tonight, but when we need them, we got them. So um, I can't speak to how this month. You know what I mean? I know when Hilly goes out, one thing Logan has wanted, and both of them, for that matter, probably the start. There was more time in the net, right? But we've decided how we're going to dole it out. So as I said the other night too, this is an opportunity for more time in the net for whoever's you know ready to take it. So uh, for me, that's the way I look at it for young players. Opportunity. Um, and tonight he took advantage of it and um, gave us a real solid performance. So he should feel good about his game. Should go home feel good about his game and then build on it for the you know for the next one. <clears throat> Jesse, Jesse Grange with the Athletic on the same subject. Can you just uh, I guess take us through the decision to start him again tonight? And was that the plan going in? And how much of it was trying to get him going? Well, there was no plan going in because he was coming off an injury. So last night we were trying to get through the Anaheim game, right and. Typically, you can say, I'll look ahead, but Gary asked me that, and I said, no, we, we don't. If, if Logan's not able to go, it'll be Patera. Um, you know, and if there's a discussion about Isaiah, who was up with us for a while, then uh, he could get in the mix. But he had a young guy going in the net like that for his first start. You want him around NHL shooters for a while if you can help it, and he was around for a while, and then you take the three-day breaks. So you're starting over a bit. So uh, at the end of the day, it was going to be Logan coming out of Anaheim if he was healthy. Uh, he was, um, so that's that's where we arrived in the decision. Why? Because he gives us the best chance to win. He's the most proven goaltender. Um, Logan played well last year in Anaheim, actually, on a back to back. I think it was this at this point right now, right? It was Christmas. Maybe we were reversed, right? Do we play at home first, or? Because I remember we we pulled Hilly as one of the few times. I don't typically pull goalies for performance very often, but I think that was the one time for him and. Um, and Logan went in and played well in Anaheim uh, in the second of a back-to-back. So, and he's a younger guy. He did it in the American League a lot. He's not that far removed from that. So, there's always things that go into it, like you know, health, injury, whatever. As a guy nursing something, etc. Uh, he's just coming off clean bill of health. So, that was going to be the way we were going to go, and that's the way we did go, and it worked out uh, tonight. <clears throat> Chris. Chris Golick, Vegas Hockey now. Kings score well with the 6-on-5. Six on, six on a lot of pressure late in the game as time is expiring. What's going through your mind watching the end of the game? Well, I felt we deserved to win. I, I didn't hate the, the shot we gave up for the first 5-on-6 goal. We're going to give up all day long, right? That's the goalie shot. Uh, he's just got to seal the post there. We wanted to protect the middle because that's what we got burnt on. San Jose, and I think the previous, listen, there's been more than one, so we could go back and look at them, but we wanted to be tighter there. Now, they hit a few seams to the far side where they were shooting from below the bottom of the top, the, sorry, the circle there on the far side. Again, that's outside of the middle. So would we rather give up nothing? Yes, um, but we wanted to give up stuff from the outside. So that was the positive. One went in. Uh, that's a negative. Um, and we would have hoped we could rebound a puck in there too, right, and get a clear and an opportunity for an empty net to seal the game. So I didn't feel, I wasn't worried because it wasn't a mad scramble in front. We had people uh, recovering back to the good ice. So I thought if a puck did come in there and there was a lot of bodies, we'd have more than them. So that was the good news. But, hey, if they hit one of those ones from the, the far seam and... <laughs> You know, then obviously you don't feel as good. But I felt that we were the better team and um, felt good about our game and just get it to the finish line and 
eventually that's what happened. Alan. Uh, hey, Bruce. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, Alan Snow with LVSportsBiz.com. Uh, in breaking the um, losing streak, what did you like most about uh, the team's performance tonight? Well, we got back to uh, our identity of being hard to play against. We didn't give many easy chances. It said, listen, a lot of pucks have been going in our net for the last two, three weeks, and I think that's the biggest reason we got into this. Um, we were outscoring some of it some nights and, and not others, and more often than not, we weren't. And tonight we didn't put ourselves in that position to have to outscore a lot of goals against. So that's what I like best about it. Every every guy was buying into working above. L.A. doesn't give you much either. So second part I liked about it is we're not forcing plays and then chasing the game to your question earlier about you know them being even better with the lead. I mean, I think they've lost one game at home or on the road this year in regulation, I believe, and that's probably a little bit of that home team mentality. Hey, we're going to go out put on a show. We're going to make plays. All of a sudden, you're down 2 nothing, and then good luck trying to get those goals back against a tight defensive team. So we've lived it here. We've lost them at home before, so we know. So um, that's what I like best about it. I guess played a smart, patient game, yet we're still attacked. Uh, I believe had the better chances in the first period, uh, probably a little bit in the second. The third that it won't look that way because of the empty net and the power play late probably, but in general. Um, so I, I didn't think we were in trouble of getting away from that either. That's the other part I liked. It didn't look like the players were getting frustrated because, you know, we weren't generating offense. We, you know, and we extended the lead um, twice, right? So, I mean, that that's a positive two against this team. Last two to Ken and Danny. Ken Bolke, Sinman, Vegas. Are you expecting any of the guys that didn't play in this game to be available in the in the Winter Classic? And do you have updated timelines on that? It's uh, a good question. Um, I don't have a great answer for you. I, I would. I think Will Carrier might be the closest, but that's just going off this morning. So there's three uh, three more days. So so I wouldn't put too much stock in that, but. Um, he might be one, but other than that, I no, I don't think so um, as of yet. Danny? Danny Webster, Las Vegas Sun. You switched up the uh, the middle six on the right side, both of those lines. Scored a goal tonight. Just what did you like from Brilliant. It's freaking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just you... trying to loosen everyone up. Right. What, what, did you, uh, what did you like about those, those lines today? I, listen, there's just a little bit of this going on uh, this time of year. You know, like the, the, we'd love to get back to the lines we finished with because they were very effective for us. But I like Stone with Jack right now. They seem to have some chemistry. And uh, Ammo, I, I think it's more about Ammo. I think Marshy scored some goals, getting his chances. He's played with Carly a lot. And Ammo's hasn't been as, as dangerous offensively lately, even though he gives us good quality play. So we'll try him with Stevie. They've played together. He actually played on that his other wing last year a lot with Stoney. Had some played some of his best hockey, I thought, with uh, you know on the left wing. So just a little bit of that thought process going into it. That's all. Nothing. Nothing more. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights post game show. Now here's your host Ryan Wallace. Welcome back to the VGK post game show. The Golden Knights. Defeat the Los Angeles Kings 3-2. to Vegas improves to 22, 10, and 5, 49 points on the year. Next in action. 
Monday, January 1st, Winter Classic up in Seattle, 12 o'clock puck drop, 11 a.m. pregame show. Really looking forward to that one. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights, as Bruce Cassidy just kind of touched on. No Will Carrier today. Ben Hutton left after the first period of tonight's game. Shea Theodore still out. Aiden Hill still out. So uh, as true to form for the Vegas Golden Knights so far this season, injuries continue to be a story. We will see in the coming days who is or isn't available for Monday afternoon's game in Seattle in the Winter Classic. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period, and my main key to the game was simple. The Golden Knights had to be the better team in the first period they were, and the best player on the ice was Jack Eichel, who opened the scoring seven minutes into the game. Eichel again left out. Shooting! Score! Jack Eichel, 16th goal of the year from Ivan Barbashev and Mark Stone, 738 of the first period, made it one to nothing Vegas. And since the Golden Knights scored in the first period tonight, make sure you have your McDonald's app downloaded to redeem your free French fries of any size at your local McDonald's tomorrow. So thanks to Jack Eichel, the Golden Knights had a one nothing lead going into the second period. The Kings had a nice push to start the second period, but the Golden Knights extended the lead off a phenomenal finish from Michael Amadio. Now it's Amadio down the middle. He scores! Dorothea with Amadio in transition. And the Knights take a 2 nothing lead. Mike Amadio's sixth goal of this season. Michael Amadio from Pavel Dorofiev and Braden McNabb, 227 of the second period, made it 2 to nothing Vegas. The Kings would answer back just over 10 minutes later when Andre Kopitar redirected his 14th goal of the year. Right corner, Adrian Kempe. Seven minutes to go in the second, 2 nothing Vegas. Gavrikov into the slot. Kempe shoots, score! Kempe in front, and the Kings are on the board. Andre Kopitar parked in the crease. Andre Kopitar, his 14th of the year from Adrian Kempe and Vladislav Gavrikov. 13.07 in the second period made it 2-1 to one Vegas, but the Golden Knights answered right back as William Carlson restored the two-goal lead 90 seconds later. Counter on his backhand. Leans his shoulder, goes behind the net. Center, score! William Carlson from Paul Cotter. The Knights have a 3-1 lead. Answering right back. 5.18 to go, second period. William Carlson from Paul Cotter and Alex Petrangelo, 14-42 of the second period, made it 3-1 Vegas. So we'd head to the third period, the Golden Knights holding on to a two-goal lead, and it appeared that L.A. had cut the lead to one on a Kevin Fiala goal, but it was immediately waved off for goalie interference. Cass it up top, got deflected, spins, keeps, goes rink wide left, Fiala fires, score! No goal to wave it off. No goal. Thompson was bumped in the net now. No goal. Jordan Samuels Thomas, the referee, down on the right side, immediately signaled no goal. So that goal comes off the board for the Los Angeles Kings. The Golden Knights have a 3-1 lead. And though L.A. continued to push all period long with Cam Talbot on the bench, Trevor Moore did make it a one-goal game. It comes out high. Kopitar high to low pass in the circle. Score from the left goal line! Trevor Moore straddling the left goal line, somehow sneaks it by the right shoulder of Logan Thompson. It's a one-goal game. Two minutes to play in the third, and the Kings now trail 3-2. Trevor Moore from Andre Kopitar and Carl Grundstrom, 18-01 of the third period, made it 3-2 Vegas. 
The Kings would pull Cam Talbot once again. It was relentless six-on-five pressure for Los Angeles. But Logan Thompson and the and the Vegas Golden Knights held on to that one goal lead, and all that was left in this one was the final call. Kempe the quick up. Kings have to tag up. They are on side. Yellow on the right. Three seconds. Feeds left into the corner. Puck runs out. This one is over. The Knights survive. Beat the Kings three two. Three to two, the finals. The Golden Knights defeat the Los Angeles Kings, and with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy thirty-one percent off menu price pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS at PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the post-game show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the VGK postgame show, the Golden Knights defeat the Los Angeles Kings 3-2. Vegas improves to 22-10 and 5.49 points on the year. Next in action Monday, noon, in Seattle, T-Mobile Park, against the Kraken in the Winter Classic. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. For the Golden Knights, they took the game over in the first period. Jack Eichel specifically was fantastic. And I thought the Golden Knights played with a lot of pace. They were connected. There was a lot of puck support. Everything that you wanted to see from the Golden Knights um, coming out of the break, you got just kind of a game delayed. Now, that being said, the Golden Knights did take advantage of that first period, get a get a lead allow Logan Thompson to settle in. Then you extend the lead in the second period early on a great play from Michael Amadio. And even though L.A. scores, you get right back to work. William Carlson extends the lead once again. And then the Golden Knights, Ben, don't break six on five late. The penalty kill comes up two for two. You like to see that trend with the special teams. And all in all, I think a lot of the questions that you had about the Golden Knights coming out of last night's game in Anaheim were answered in tonight's performance against Los Angeles. That's going to do it for us here on the VGK Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show. For the station staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night, and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Los Angeles Kings 3-2. Vegas improves to 22, 10, and 549 points on the year. Next in action, Monday, noon, Winter Classic up in Seattle. Should be a fun event for everybody, and the Golden Knights are going to be feeling much better going into it because they did pick up a victory here tonight. 702-876-1340, that's the number, 702-876-1340. I had a lot of overreactions last night to a 5-2 loss against the Anaheim Ducks. I want to get 
kind of the sense of where you're at right now with the Golden Knights. 2023, the calendar year anyway, concludes tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights. This team did a lot of winning in 2023. Obviously, the Stanley Cup looms large in the memories of everybody. But outside of the overreactions to last night's game, and and really kind of that four-game skid for the Golden Knights around the, the holiday break, I want to get a sense of where you're at right now with this team. This team specifically, not what the Golden Knights have done, not what you expect them to do, but this team as constructed right now inside of this season, where are you at with the Vegas Golden Knights? Do you trust, do you believe that this team can get it done again? That's what I want to know heading into 2024. 702 876 1340, that's the number. You can also hit us with a text at the same number, 702 876 1340. We'll get to some of those later on in the program. But for now, let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, that's an earful that you just asked for. And where are we now? Well, the other day, I think I mentioned after 33 games, we were exactly tied with the Pittsburgh Penguins who won back to back in that second year. Uh, so that's where we are. One other thing, just as a, an aside, uh, it was many years ago now that uh, Kopitar and company won their second Stanley Cup for the Kings, and they had two more losses at this moment than we do. You know, so if, if anybody tries to tell me that, oh, boy, I don't know what we're going to do. We're skidding badly. I, I mm-hmm. I'll just remind them that we're exactly where we want to be. Don't you think so? I mean, I'm not I'm not mad at tied for first in the division or first in terms of points in the National Hockey League. Like, I, there's really not much else you could do at this point. But again, no. you, you lose four in a row, and all of a sudden the sky is falling. So, like, I I understand the 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 well, decision to really, be reactionary there, like I, I get it to a degree, but uh, so I don't. Do I, but I don't. But I don't. I don't look at you, you lose four in a row, or four out of seven, or four out of ten. You're going to lose four games. Well, that's what people need to remember. Sure, that that's that's fair, Mike. But I, I don't view it the same way, right? Like I don't look at wins and losses in the same way that a lot of fans do, which is what makes this program so interesting because there's usually instant reaction um, and, and singular reaction as, as far uh, like on a, ma- on a micro level, whereas I, I'm, look, I'm trying to look as much as, as I can at trends. And what I was talking about you know, a couple of games ago with special teams, the, the, the idea that the Golden Knights have been tired, that they were – running on fumes and taking more penalties and therefore when you're overtaxing uh, your penalty kill with more penalty opportunities then all of a sudden you're going to give up more power play goals against and now we're looking at two games in a row and I know it's a small sample size but two games in a row in which the Golden Knights uh, only took three penalties over two games and they're perfect on the penalty kill yeah whatever needs to get done pretty much gets done mm-hmm. like tonight you had a defensive minded team who is in incredibly difficult when they get the lead. So what do we do? We go out and block the most shots we've ever blocked in a game. And that's an example of getting it done in different ways. I love that about this team. 
I'd also make the argument that just going over, going out and taking the game over in the first period is what you need to do against L.A. Because as Bruce Cassidy talked about, you get down early to Los Angeles. They go into the 1-3-1. They're in their shell. It's incredibly hard to get uh, really quality scoring chances the rest of the game. Yeah. And, and I, just, I mean, I, I'm just happy. I'm not sure what's going to happen in the year 2024, but I know it's going to be fun. I'd love to see a full complement of players at some point. I don't know if we're ever going to get to see that. Um, I really am honestly not expecting to ever see the regular team play more than a game or two. But it doesn't seem to matter that much. Well, let me me just kind of hit you with one thing. Okay. I'd make the argument that that 2022-23 ended pretty well for the Golden Knights. And... I don't know that there were large stretches of that season where you had your full complement either, right? Like Mark Stone, Mark Stone missed the the back half of the season. Like Jack Eichel had some things he was going in and out of the lineup. You had Shea Theodore miss time. Like my my argument being, my point being that the Golden Knights were ridiculously healthy through their run in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and so if you can kind of mitigate the injuries in the regular season and you get another situation where you get healthy going into the playoffs where everyone else is starting to get banged up, I'll take that trade off all day long. Oh, you better believe that. So you're going to go to Seattle, am I right? Mm-hmm. That's exciting for all of us because we're going to get a real feel for what it's like on the post-game show on Monday. And uh, not only that, but I guess we're not going to have any practices up until then. doesn't sound like. Do you know of any? Uh, I, I don't believe that they're practicing tomorrow. They're, maybe they practice on, on Saturday before heading out to uh, to Seattle, but I, I'm not sure as a present moment if the Golden Knights are going to practice here in Vegas before they travel to Seattle for the Winter Classic. Well, I can't wait to hear your pregame and your postgame come Monday afternoon. Good luck yeah. and have fun. All right, thanks so much, Mike. I appreciate that. 702-876-1340 is the number. I will be in Seattle. It'll be my first outdoor game. To say that I'm excited would be an understatement. I I cannot wait for that experience. Uh, But a couple of days between now and then to get everybody ready to go for the Winter Classic. Let's head back out of the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm good. So um, have a blast up in Seattle. Make sure that you tell us all about it. Bring us all the inside details. Can't wait for that. Um, So this is the third year that my husband and I have gone uh, to a game for our anniversary. Couldn't quite go on our anniversary this year. It was an away game. Mm -hmm. But three for three. I'm loving it. This was definitely the closest uh, nail biter. But man, what a game that was played today. We were talking about it felt like there were so many more shots than there were. And then when I was able to get a signal and get the, my, uh, the radio feedback on, um, I popped on right when Dan was saying let a record for blocked shots. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, that makes sense because it felt like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 34 block shots for the Golden Knights is, is a <laughs> commitment. Like, it's a commitment, right? And, and I think that that's kind of – it kind of goes in lockstep with what we were talking about in the pregame show that, you know, you win as a team, you lose as a team. And it's, you leave yeah. goaltenders in, you leave them into battle. 
and then you challenge everyone to be better. You challenge Logan Thompson to be better. You challenge the goaltending department to be better. You challenge the players in front to be better. And with L.A., they are a volume-shooting team. They will go low to high. They will get movement uh, higher up in the zone, bring players to the front of the net, and just throw pucks there. So blocking shots kind of works against L.A. because they're just going to throw everything in that direction. And the fact that the Golden Knights were selling out to block those shots really gives you an idea of how much this team wanted to deliver a victory for Logan Thompson. Yeah, and on top of that, the ones that did get through, Logan Thompson was handling very well. He looked like he got his mojo back, he had his confidence back, whatever you want to call it. He looked much better in net tonight and you know I don't know if that was just getting back into the groove getting you know settled in whatever it was I'm really happy to see him look so good tonight yeah I I think he just kind of worked through some stuff yesterday to to be honest and you know had a couple of really big moments in that game against Anaheim yeah the the result was kind of already figured out predetermined if you will but I, I think that that you give a goalie some time to just get into a rhythm without the pressure and, and really when you're down for nothing after the first period I feel like to a degree there's there's pressure that's taken off that situation it allowed Logan to just play his game and I, I think that he was better for it tonight yeah um I love love coach Cassidy's decision to have mm-hmm. LT come and play again and be able to get that confidence built back up especially heading into the winter classic right you want him feeling Good, feeling confident, and LA is a tough team. Obviously, LA is yeah. up there fighting for the fighting in the Pacific Division, and we beat them. I love it. Yep, great stuff there, Stephanie. Thanks so much for the call. I appreciate it. And obviously, outside of a dad's trip, uh, it's it's Stephanie's anniversary game. Like undefeated, the Golden Knights. They. They, they find a way somehow. 702-876-1340, that's the number if you'd like to join us on the other side of the break. We'll also get to some of your text messages next on the Extended Post Game Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, 3-2 final. The Golden Knights defeat the Kings. Vegas improves to 22-10-5, 49 points on the year. Tied now with the Vancouver Canucks at the top of the Pacific Division. Mike, I know you asked about practice. No practice tomorrow for the Golden Knights. They will be on the ice 11 a.m. Saturday before heading out to Seattle for the Winter Classic. So uh, good news there for anybody that wants to partake in the Golden Knights practice. Send them off in style as they head up to Seattle to take on the Kraken in the Winter Classic. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you have a question, just like Mike did, we will do our best to get you the answer. So feel free to call in. Right now we'll get to some texts on the text line, 702-876-1340, same number to text in. And this is the way of the world, I guess, these days. Like, less verbal communication, more digital communication via text, but that's fine. Uh, Wes Hag, Paul Cotter is turning into a beast. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. Paul Cotter is incredibly strong. He has great offensive instincts. And he's learning to use his teammates. 
And when you put all three of those things together, and then you've got the stability of being an everyday NHL player, you're in the lineup, you've earned your coach's trust because you're doing things away from the puck. You're doing things that don't factor into the score sheet. But that's buying you more time on the ice to be impactful in different ways. You saw that payoff tonight for Paul Cotter. The, the play that he makes to, to just shield the puck from Arthur Kaliev, he's all over him, draped all over him, one hand on the stick, fends off a defender, and then it's a perfect pass to William Carlson. Those are the kinds of plays that Paul Cotter makes, and there aren't many players like Paul Cotter that you can insert into the lineup and make those same plays. So there's a big reason why he's in the lineup night in and night out, and you saw a taste of that in this game tonight. Stephen Huntsman, despite it being close at the end, um, and kind of discourse there on 6-on-5, this was a solid win by the Golden Knights, their most solid win since the 6-1 beatdown of the Stars, long overdue to get a win like that. Uh, it, It was a really good game. Like, the Golden Knights show up for games against great teams. They just do. And... I think there's a psychological component to that. I really do. When you've won a Stanley Cup, when you've played at the highest level you're ever going to play a game, and we've talked about this with multiple people on the Insider Show with John Shannon uh, multiple times, the Golden Knights are not going to play a game that is as intense as what they played June 13th in this building against the Florida Panthers. They are not going to play hockey over the course of this 82-game regular season that comes anywhere close to the intensity that they played in that game. It's just not going to happen. So you have these moments inside of a season where you're staring across at a Buffalo Sabres team or a Anaheim Ducks team, now twice, whatever it might be. You're going to have teams that you should beat, you should beat them handily, and you're just not going to. You're just not going to be able to get up for that game because the intensity with which you've had to play to achieve the ultimate prize is just not something you can get to on a Tuesday in December or maybe a Thursday or a Wednesday in January. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong. It doesn't mean that there's an issue with the Golden Knights. This is the challenge for every single champion ever. How do you manufacture intensity in a game in which you feel like you can go out there and say the right things and do the right things and hope that you you get to that level, but it's just not there for you because it doesn't mean as much as what Game 5 in the Stanley Cup Final does. You don't get to reach the level of intensity as Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final. It's a give and a take. It's a yin and a yang. It's a push and a pull. It is a work in progress to try to ramp that part of the game up for Vegas. And it's one that Bruce Cassidy is working through for the first time. And a lot of these players, outside of Alec Martinez and Ivan Barbashev and Alex Petrangelo, have dealt with in the past. So I'd say going through 37 games at 22, 10, and 5 is probably pretty good. The fact that their record is so good against 
playoff teams, elite teams in the league, gives you an idea that when the stakes matter, when the games mean something, when the intensity rises, you get the best out of the Golden Knights. Would you like to see that be more consistent? Yeah, probably. But, you know, the fact of the matter is you're not going to be able to manufacture that night in and night out. You will see a different Golden Knights team come playoff time. You will see a different Golden Knights team probably in March, April, finishing out the season when everything feels a a little bit closer to playoff intensity. But every single time we have talked about a game matching or raising to the level of playoff intensity, the Golden Knights more often than not show up. I'll take that all day long. And that goes kind of in lockstep with, with one of the text line text from Brandon Whipple. There's something mental going on with the Golden Knights. I know hockey's a mental game, but we've stepped up to every good team this year and lost to teams we shouldn't have and play differently. I hope to see us play to win against the best teams, but we need to find the consistency. Again, you're going to battle that all year long. It's It's just a nature of the beast. When you've won, when you've played the most intense game you're ever going to play in your life, it is incredibly difficult to manufacture that over the course of the regular season. You don't know what you don't know, and then all of a sudden you win and you do. And so that's going to be a big aspect of how the Golden Knights navigate the rest of this season. Uh, Huge, huge win, especially when coupled with a Canucks loss. On to 2024, that's from Ellie. Good stuff there. Um, Much-needed confidence-restoring victory. Last three minutes were nail-biting. That's from Richard Santumaro. Um confidence restoring yeah I, I suppose I, I think the Golden Knights just played well and when this team plays well and plays with their identity they're defending Stanley Cup champions for a reason so fun catching up on some of your texts we're back to wrap it up next on the extended post game show Fox Sports Las Vegas Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 3-2 to two the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Los Angeles Kings. Vegas back in the win column, 22, 10, and 5, 49 points on the year. Tied with the Vancouver Canucks at the top of the Pacific Division and also the New York Rangers for the most points in the National Hockey League. I know New York has games in hand. I know Vancouver has games in hand, but... To hit this period of time, this stage of the season, with that many points, it's it's good. Good for the Vegas Golden Knights. You want them to play better? Absolutely. Was tonight a step in the right direction? Sure it was. And I think for the Golden Knights, this was a, a necessary win. It was an important win. Because one, you get Logan Thompson feeling confident about where he's at with his game. Also... You have the team feeling confident about where they're at with their game. If they play to their identity, they're going to give themselves a chance to win more often than not. You saw that play out against a really good Los Angeles Kings team tonight. And now it's on to the Winter Classic. Now it is the the time of the season where you lean into fun just a little bit more. Enjoy the moment. It's going to be a spectacle for the Golden Knights to take it outdoors against the Seattle Kraken on Monday in Seattle for the Winter Classic. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. 
Thanks to Jed Donaldson down here making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners, our callers, and our texters. It's your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your calls, your texts, and your input. Until Monday morning, Monday afternoon, I suppose. Have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.